Hi and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Happy Death Day, directed by Christopher Landon and released in 2017. The plot of Happy Death Day goes something like this. A college student relives the day of her murder until she finds her killer. It's Groundhog Day, but with a girl in horror. (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) awesome. So Katie, should people see this movie? Yeah, why not? I mean, if you like... If you enjoy fun, you know, slasher movies and um, if you like Groundhog Day, I guess. I don't know. It's just it was exactly what I was in the mood for today, which was like because it's near Halloween. I wanted to watch something spooky and I wanted to watch something that's not too taxing because we watched Blade Runner 2049 last week and that was taxing as hell. Um, And this was really, really fun. So if you want to go to the movies and have fun, yeah, go see it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I loved it quite as much as you do, but it was... You were definitely enjoying yourself in some parts. It was you funny and silly. And it, it well, because it makes fun of... Because it's set in college and it's also a horror movie, it gets to play with the conventions of mm. both of those genres. And because it's got a girl in the lead, it gets to play with all the conventions around uh, girl fraternities. What are they called? Sororities <laughs> and that stuff. Yeah. Um. So it's fun. Yeah, no, it is. It's good fun. It's silly. It's horror, but it's not – I mean, it's scary enough. It's a enough. slasher movie. Yeah. yeah. It's scary enough, but you sort of know when the scary stuff's happening. Um, it, it doesn't exactly hide what it's doing. So, it's it's not too scary if you're not really into horror movies. It's fun and silly. And um, and I think it, it – yeah, it comes out pretty well in the wash, really. I do too. I mean, I think it was well made and um, I think the actors are just right for this. Mm. <laughs> they may not be like – Oscar winners, but they do the right thing for this movie. I thought the lead was really good, actually. I did too, but I think, um, well, I think we should talk about a bit about this when we're doing the um, spoilers, the spoiler bit. But um, yeah, I don't remember her name. I thought she was Jessica Roth. I thought she was good, but like, yeah, I I think I'll talk about that a bit later. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, overall, I think it was really fun, and you should go see it if you like. I mean, if you don't like this sort of movie, you're probably not going to have a good time. Mm. Um, if you haven't seen Groundhog Day or know the premise of Groundhog Day and you haven't, like, seen a bunch of slashes, or, it's or, probably or not. Or that as- Tom Cruise one from a couple of years ago that also does the premise of Groundhog Edge Day. Of Tomorrow. Or this episode of The Simpsons that does Groundhog Day. Or the any episode of, of Supernatural that does. Every, yeah. <laughs> like, bit of pop culture in the last 30 years that, that Star plays Trek, off. The Star Trek episode where the Enterprise keeps blowing up. Yeah. Um, so if you've never seen any Buffy of those Buffy had a time loop episode. Yeah. But not quite an episode. It was a third of an episode, but still. <laughs> um, if you ever seen any, never seen any of those, then sure. it is. It's a premise we've all seen before, but yeah. it's fun. Yeah, it is. Okay, so we'll jump into the spoiler territory now. So if you haven't seen it and you want to, um, maybe turn off the podcast now and come back when you've done so. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going to say that I think she's kind of she does overact a little, but it's <laughs> just right for it's this. Perf- it feels yeah. good though. She has this really good like horror face. Like a lot of the mm. expressions that she does would be out of place in like a drama. Or something, you know, mm. she's just a little bit too cartoonish, but it works really well for this role. She reminds me of um, a little bit of Rachel McAdams in Mean Girls and a little bit of Diane Agron from Glee. <laughs> she, yeah, she reminded me of Blake, Blake Lively through the whole thing. Who's another sort of like B-list actress who's quite mm. good at the B-list faces type she is. stuff. Um, I thought she carried it quite well. Mm. Like you're very engaged with her and because of that sort of overacting type stuff where you always know exactly what she's thinking yeah. and exactly what she's going through it's really easy to be on her side and to follow her perspective through the story i agree i think that's true and i think like i said i think she's exactly right for this movie mm. i cannot imagine this with anybody else she was great but 
and maybe she's really good at adjusting her acting style for different things. Mm. But like, definitely, some of that stuff would be out of place in a Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's great for this. It, like when she's got the mascara running down her face and she's making like sarcastic smiles and all that. So she's great. And the, know, t- when she's the, just the, the really, one where she's walking naked through the quad. That yeah. was amazing. Um, but she's really, when she does her hair like Buffy and gets dressed to, to go face yeah. the guy in the hospital. It was funny. It is. And it, she's, you know, she does, she's just really good at this. She's a very good final girl kind of mm. the horror movie heroine. Um, and I like the way that I like her character um the character was really interestingly written in that she is an asshole um Mm. as you must be for a groundhog day (laughs) but she's like also really kind of self-sufficient and smart and a fighter Mm. um while also being an asshole that was really fun yeah yeah so you still had things that you rooted for her um even when she was still being a jerk and when a lot of the rooting for her was like her learning to be less of a jerk which That's is true what's got to happen to get her get her through the movie. So yes, that, um, cool. that is the premise of Groundhog Day. Um, but yeah, it it it's that. But it's like you still kind of root for her even when she is a jerk at the beginning because she's very much like she stands up for herself and she doesn't kind of um, you know when she um, in the first repeat. Yep. When she punches the guy in the mask mm. as soon as he opens the door, that was kind of the moment that she won me over where she was yeah. like, yeah, the, the first time that she sees this guy and, and she knows he's trying to kill her. Well, it's not the same guy, but, but she, he's dressed like the guy. Who's we all to, assume it's the, the guy who's trying well. to kill her. Yeah. And as soon as it happens, we're just, she just punches him straight in the mm-hmm. face and you're like, oh yeah, I see where we're going with this. This is good. Mm. And she doesn't kind of let it freak her out or spend too much time being upset over it mm, mm. which is good yeah yeah um and it's what think, you want from your heroine yeah and the movie's quite well put together like there's nothing that gets set up that doesn't pay off later that's true yeah i really appreciated all the um and and because we're watching it knowing that it's this kind of mystery thing you spend a lot of time trying to figure out the mystery which is really fun mm, mm. and i sort of had it eventually <laughs> Yeah, although it, it took Before me a long, the end. It took me a long time because I literally she woke up in the dorm room and I went to him, and <laughs> it took me a long time to actually believe that they weren't going to be going with um Connor Carter Carter, Carter as the murderer. So me I was like, too. It's definitely, it's definitely, and they want you to believe that by the end. So of course, then you know it isn't. But I, it took me a long time not to believe that because I'm just <laughs> like trained not to trust men. Apparently, <laughs> oh, I also, I mean, that's a horror movie like convention convention that it's the boyfriend um Mm. scream not Um, just a horror movie convention it's a real life thing yes that's true but scream yeah yeah. also kind of does that with the fake out that it's the boyfriend and then it is the boyfriend Mm. and then in scream 2 they do a fake out and then it wasn't the boyfriend Mm. anyway um, i'm spoiling all these horror movies for you now yeah yeah yeah, but um, this one is like it it Although but I, we I did, did actually both say, like, or, or I said to you, you used to be like the only other, I was like, it's either the dodgy British professor, the first boy or the roommate. It. We both said those yeah. three at the beginning. And it, yeah, that was, it was definitely one of those. I mean, because we've learned that from also from horror movies, you can't trust, trust British people, obviously, and you especially can't trust professors who are sleeping with their students. Yes, but exactly. he's the first um, genuine suspect to get removed. Right. I mean, there is another guy who's like really bad at respecting her boundaries, but um, he gets removed when she discovers him looking at gay porn. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's also he's too obvious. Like the yeah. too, way too obvious. Yeah. It was, and also he's very early on, like in the mm. first night, I was like, oh, it's not that guy. He's not built like him. Yeah. Because the person who was attacking her was clearly like 
thin mm. and it, it could also i through the whole thing i was like oh, it still could be a woman who's in a bulky bulky suit but mm. it was uh this guy had great big arms yeah no, he that was, had no space between his no. arm and his chest Whereas the so. killer was yeah didn't look like that they, they were tall but they were not um not bulky yeah, so really it could have only been those three options mm-hmm. through the whole thing until they, they sort of try to get you to think that it's that um, serial killer. Mm. Where I was like, there's no way. That's it's just not too this much guy. of a cop never, out. We just never met him before. Either. We had actually – We, he we was saw him on TV. Yeah. But, again, that was like they, – they set that up nicely actually. A bit like the uh, the video of her with her mum smashing birthday cake into her face. Yeah. Um, they, they, set, they set it up and we'd sort of heard of him but – I mean, we've seen a movie before, so we know that that's too obvious and easier solution. Yeah. But I think they're playing with your ideas. Yeah. If you've seen a movie before and this is too obvious a solution. Mm-hmm. They're playing with all of that stuff. Um, and, yeah, I did – although I thought that Laurie was actually sleeping or sleep, seeing the guy in the hospital, the, the serial doctor. killer. Oh, the, the serial killer. Yeah, right, I yeah. thought that she had, like, fallen in love with the serial killer. Mm. And it turned it out that she was just sleeping with the doctor as well. And I was like, mm. that's a little less fun for well, me. No, she wanted to sleep with the doctor, but he wouldn't have her because he was sleeping. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if it was that he wouldn't sleep with her or that they were sleeping together, but he p- kept – he liked the other girl better. Well, she said he wouldn't sleep with her, so I just thought – Did he? Did she? Yeah. Laurie I thought did. she said that he kept picking you instead. Which, to me, implied that he wouldn't pick her. He wasn't yeah. picking her. I thought that they were, and sleep, they were not, still sleeping together. Not- or they had together. been sleeping together and then he... No, I think she'd been thirst trapping him around the hospital, but he hadn't been falling okay. for it. Um, yeah, I, I was. that was a little less interesting to me. Uh-huh. I, I enjoy the whole, like, women who fall in love with serial killers aspect of things. Oh, yeah, like, that's that such cool. a strange... Especially a woman who's, like, training to be a doctor, clearly. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That, that would have been. been interesting to me. Mm. Um, so I was a little disappointed that it wasn't that, to be honest. Yeah. Like, <laughs> although it did lead to a really funny scene where um, Tree's just like, why would you do this? You're trying to kill me over a guy. This terrible reason. Yeah, I know. I liked that. It was great. It was just entertaining. Mm. Um, how indignant she is at the end. She's like, this is, this is so much worse than I thought. Yeah, was. right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did, I did end up thinking that it was Laurie. Um, once everybody else had, kind yeah. of, and you knew it wasn't. And once it was too obvious that it, it wasn't going to be Carter. I mean, it still could have been Carter sort right, of even right when- up until the end. It could have been Carter, but it also yeah. was like, I think they wanted her to have a happy ending, which was another thing I really appreciate. The last girl in the horror movie actually gets the happy ending and gets the boy. Mm. Yeah, that's fun too. I mean, it is a, it is a, um, there's no final scare. Mm. Um, they sort of play with the idea of it, but just kind of leave you alone for it at the end. Mm. But yeah, it, yep. it, it does play with a lot of the sorority And then he, do, and he does to her what we just did to our audience earlier on. So if you've never seen Groundhog Day and she's like, who's Bill Murray? <laughs> yes, that bit. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. But also the the, the fact that they hung, uh, hang a lantern on the Groundhog Day thing at the end, I was like, mm. come on, guys. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. I was, but it does make sense for it to be that character because he's got they live and and um something else yeah, posters on his wall. What was the other wall. one? I can't remember. I remember the they live one, the John Carpenter. Yeah, one. there's another one just a little further up. Mm. It's got a, it's got pink on it. <laughs> I don't remember what don't. it is. It's another '80s movie, anyway. Yeah. So and he's clearly like those are the it. dudes who are always going to mansplain movies to you. So, well, I mean, he wasn't really mansplaining then because she didn't know about it. No, I know, but so that's not what the- I think I've met too many of him in my lifetime. Yes, I have too. But he, he said he didn't mansplain it to her because he just said, "Oh, it reminds me of Groundhog Day," mm. and she was like, "What's Groundhog?" Yeah, and yeah. he was like, "What do you mean you've never seen Groundhog Day?" It was yeah. more like the 
you know, people who assume that you should know everything about pop culture yeah. rather than the, the mansplainers who will tell you about the pop culture when you already know about it, where you're like, I just told you that I know this. Um, <laughs> yes. Still frustrating. Yeah. But, yeah, a little bit different. But, yeah. It, um, Clearly I never really warmed to him. <laughs> if I – yeah, anyway. I, I don't know. I, I mean – I, I liked the idea of her finding someone sweet and staying with him, but I also kind of ne- didn't ever trust him, like, ever. Well, uh, yeah, the problem is that you're supposed to think he's the killer. Mm. I think I sort of went off him as the killer, like, pretty much sort of in the middle of it. Mm. And then I was like, it still could be him, but I don't think that's where they're going with it Mm-mm. for a long time. Yeah, yeah, because there's a bit in the middle where – It's the bit where he of- says he didn't sleep with her and the, yeah, they're and at you the- realise that he's actually a decent person. When they're at the um the it's one um, of the restaurant ones the diner mm. um yeah I yeah, like the way his faces like he does really good um they pull out across the booth and you can see him reacting to when she tells him what has happened to her and yeah. he, the way his face reacts also kind of indicates that he's genuinely shocked and yes that he doesn't, doesn't know what's, know going, what's on. going on um yeah like that that kid's actually a pretty good actor too yeah he was good he I, like I said I think all those people were good for what they do in this you mm-hmm. know they're all. Well cast for this, yeah. Including the Maya Rudolph lookalike girl who was the mm, killer, who's from Shameless. Um, oh, is she? I don't. Dean. I don't watch Shameless. I, I don't either. But I looked. At, I know lots of people will. I because I sort of looked at. Um, I looked at who they all were, and they all seem to like be sort of TV actors. Although Israel Brissad was in The Bling Ring, which was um, there's a few couple of movie from a few years back, which I yeah. meant to watch but never did. I didn't either. I want to see that, mm. but um. um yeah, so he's on Fear the Walking Dead as well. So they're all kind of TV actors. Yeah, I figured. Which makes <laughs> makes about right. Um, yeah, it, it definitely has that kind of like low budget mm. feel, but they did a lot with the low budget. Like they use their locations well. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a lot, but they, what they do have they use really well and efficiently. Well, I mean, it, uh, this is the, a really good movie to do do that with mm. because the whole Groundhog Day means thing. thing yeah. means you get to reuse those locations. Yeah, exactly. There's a couple of things that didn't make sense mm-hmm. that kind of annoyed me a little bit. Um, a movie like this with so much attention to detail, they shouldn't have those kinds of mistakes or not mistakes. But oh. like when the, the music box started up again yeah, with nobody to trigger it, that would annoyed me. <laughs> and when she goes through the quad, like she goes through a couple of times too early for the things to happen and they still happen. At the same, that really the same annoyed schedule. Me. Yeah. That was like, you guys, you should know better than this. <laughs> Mm. Um, because like, and you could still have like, if it, it, it was only really a 30 second delay. Well, see, so I thought the music be- box thing was deliberate, like that the killer had figured out a way to trigger it remotely. And that was half the point, but yeah. But that's, there's no reason to believe that. Mm. Especially since, yeah, there's no reason to believe that Laurie could do that. <laughs> we don't have any, any other, f- any other references to mm. her being able to do that. So I just think that's. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but the, the 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 walking through the quad at the wrong time thing really irritates me. Yes. Because yeah. I'm like, it's clearly a good 30 seconds we before. We did talk to each other a lot during this movie and you complained about that every time it happened. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because it's, mm. it's, it's a movie with so much attention to detail. Yeah. So you expect when she comes out of there for things to be slightly off. Yeah. That's what I was expecting. And because the gross roommate, like on one of those, he hasn't done his gross line and he mm. actually like sneaks around the corner as she goes and he's like, Exactly, because she's too early. Yeah, yeah. So, Sorry, but none of the rest of it does. Yeah, but if she's too early for him, she's too early for everything else. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make any sense for it to all be happening on the same schedule. Still, yeah. Um, I also kind of got annoyed that we never saw any of the rest of the day. 
Mm. Like it, the in between, we only see the same main scenes over and over again. I mean, we see slightly different versions of them each we time. Do. Like she only goes to that class once or twice. Um, and she, like, there is a day where the roommate says, just take the day off. And yeah. we actually just cut to the Cut to evening. the end. Yeah. Um, so, there, I mean, there's a couple of those where they where we do different things. And there's, obviously, she, Not go, she we and do Carter different things, goes, but like, go to, like, different diners. And then, of course, finally, on the second last last one, she goes and makes up with her dad. Yeah. So, yeah. But then doesn't do that on the very last day. I just think that's. No, uh, yeah. but she does answer the phone to him because he has he's worried about her. I like the, the point of this movie, like, she got to be the better person. Mm. She, We got to see her live the whole day as a better person, mm. but she still dies. <laughs> like, I kind of like that she doesn't get to have her perfect day and then the next day she wakes up and everything's wonderful. She has to, like, actually still find who her killer is um, mm. and she still has to tough it out a little bit longer. I don't know why I liked that, but it tickled me mm-hmm. that it wasn't, like, this safe, perfect, happy ending, you know, that no. she didn't get. Like, she still has to kind of solve her problem, And then she has to live the day after she's solved the problem. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, dealing with the fact that she's killed somebody and she's injured and, you know, because she d- does finish with a phone call from her dad and her dad saying, you okay? I'm really worried about you. And she's like, yes, dad, I'm fine. I'll see you. And she's going to lunch with her dad. Yeah. So, she's, you know, solving the killer problem and yeah, solving the other problems. Yeah, but she doesn't also – she doesn't get, like, her big hero mov- moment of saving Becky and she doesn't mm. get her, like, all those other bits and pieces mm. that she gets in her – perfect day yeah she gets um, that's on another day yeah yeah mm. so yeah that was i don't know that was kind of fun i also like the bit where she um when carter dies mm. she's like oh i still have i have to reset the day mm. she um, kills herself. it wouldn't have mattered anyway but <laughs> that one is the one that i found the most confronting where she mm. jumps off the thing and, and um hangs herself i think that's more like the you know the suicide ideation than anything, but it was. I found that with the most confronting death. Well, of the I lot. was one. I a few times I was like, well, why doesn't she just see what would happen if she kills herself and like doesn't wait for him? Because that's what mm. um, Bill Murray does, and um, Tom Cruise in Edge of Tomorrow. But yeah, I guess she didn't want to do that. But I do like that she's ne- that. The thing about that to me is that she never ever has her agency taken away from her, except for the fact that she has to keep reliving this day. Mm-hmm. She always enacts agency in everything yes. that she does yes she does and i like she does. And, and it, it makes sense with her character mm. and it makes her a really fun fun hero to root for mm-hmm. because everything that she does is in her hands she doesn't let anybody else take that away from her mm. at any point even when she's horrible there's no point at which she lets the movie take agency from her no i like that um horror movies often don't do that and the things that she does are often quite smart as well. So it's not somebody that you sit there going, you know, who? why is she still carrying the idiot ball? Most of the time, the things that she does make sense. Like, you know, once she stopped freaking out, she tries to do things in smart yeah, ways. Yeah, and she wears a different T-shirt and she throws away her high heels and, like, she yeah. um, she go, gets through things quicker and she's, like, she takes all of the Panadol. <laughs> like, yeah. <I> should, <laughs> but, but she doesn't, like... It's more that she just sort of, um, even when she's doing things in kind of silly ways, like spying on the wife and things, <laughs> where she clearly doesn't know how to do it well. No. She just is very kind of, um, she goes and does things. She doesn't mm. sit around and wait for things to no, happen or no, or, she- or rely on anybody else to kind of like 
do things for in her every, or in protect every her interaction as well. Like she wakes up in Carter's bedroom and she anticipates what he's going to say. She anticipates find vagina. She anticipates the roommate and all yeah. those conversations. Um, and so she just kind of and and so they play out differently each time. And she's not afraid to make them play out in the way she needs them to play out. Exactly. She's not afraid of what's of the consequences of these things that she's doing. Mm. And she doesn't really like. And and you know when she's in the hospital mm. and uh and the doctor. Is like, oh, I'll protect you now. She doesn't let him. She still goes no. off and like, still gets herself killed. But she does. She just is very kind of. Um, she's a hero who like makes her own choices and makes smart choices. Mm. When she gets arrested, she yeah, was like, yeah. oh, if you arrest me, I'll be in a jail cell. They can't get to me. Let's mm-hmm. do that. You know, she does. She makes quick decisions that are quite smart mm. so that when that blows up in her face, you don't go, well, you should have anticipated this, you <laughs> idiot. You know, mm. she doesn't. You go, well, she tried her best. Exactly. And that's- actually, that's the one of the things I really like the second time round, she doesn't walk the same route exactly. to the party. Yeah. She goes a different way. Because yeah. she knows what happened last time. like, And this is just the second time out as well. There's no sort of like, oh, what's going on here? Like she figures it out pretty quick. Yeah. I thought she'd gone back to her sorority. I was very confused by that because I thought she'd gone back to her sorority too, but it's clearly a different one. But she's actually gone to the fraternity to where the yeah, party yeah, is. That threw me. And then I figured out at the end because her sorority doesn't have a sigma in the name and the one she went to had a sigma in the name. Oh, I didn't figure it out till they were in that guy's because, room. Because the bitchy head sorority girl says something about the sigma boys. Mm. The good sing- sigma boys will be gone, which I heard is the good single boys the first time I heard me it. Me too. But the second time I heard a sigma and I was like, there's a sigma. I know what sigma is. I've done maths. And then there's a Pi in hers, like hers is Kappa Pi something, and theirs is like Xi Sigma Kappa or something. Yeah. I wasn't paying that much attention to the Greek symbols or because uh, I just, she just walked up to this place and I was like, oh, she's gone back to her sorority because she just yeah, tries yeah. to open the door as yeah, well. Yeah, she does. So I was like, oh, she's just gone home and that's why it freaks her out that she can't get in. Yeah, yeah. So like, I just didn't. It wasn't literally uh, until that, they I were in that you, bedroom, and I thought that that bit was one of the more confusingly done bits. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Although the scene where the guy, st- where not the guy, Laurie stabs um the guy, the disco guy, <laughs> that cracked me up. That was great. Yes. <laughs> and the fun, like I don't know, it's it's terrible, but I like the fun death montage bit where like she just keeps trying to figure out who it is and just keeps getting killed. That's yeah, fun so, for well, me. some of the deaths are really fun. You, you were laughing at that too. So. Yeah, like there's a really good scary one in her door where she decides to stay in and lock mm. herself in her dorm. That's a really good suspense building scary bit. But most of the deaths are actually kind of funny, like the one where she goes up to this guy's room and he turns on the disco music and it's so loud she doesn't see him getting murdered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I also like that this movie has a really good sense of progression of, like, horror mm. without kind of uh, taking away the early scares. Mm. So it, kind it like, it knows when you are no longer scared by that initial thing that you were scared by and moves on to something different. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so then it's more kind of funny, but you also then become scared by the concept that she keeps getting hurt. So it, there's now a time limit on it. Mm. Um, like, she's still having the effects of it on her body um so now there's a time limit on her and then um like once that's not scary anymore they do the hospital like you know yeah which is able to use a whole bunch of uh horror conventions and other things yeah Um, and then it's it's more about the location and can mm -hmm. she get away in time and then um the car chase bit so we never Mm -hmm. had a car chase before in this movie 
So they do that to do mm. something different. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, you know, it's, it's like, it stops being about who is it because mm. we think it's the, the slasher guy. So then it's more about the fear of him showing up mm. and what we're going to do with him. You know, that's, it just kind of, it shifts the, like where the fear is coming from it Mm. does a lot of different things which is why that you're not always feel you don't feel like you're just living the same day over and over again and that's why when the bit where she does actually kill herself that time where she wants to reset the date that's actually so confronting because it's actually different fear Mm, exactly confronts yeah exactly so it is it i i like that it kind of um a a lot of them these movies can sort of lose track and get tired Mm. of you just watching the same thing over and over again yeah yeah. but this movie keeps everything moving along it's quite tightly written yeah yeah. and it's an hour and a half it's a good you know well-paced movie all the things happen. never have to relive the same death twice yep and all the things happen the way that you know in new and interesting ways and you don't kind Mm. of get bored with it i enjoyed that a lot i thoroughly enjoyed this movie actually (laughs) like it's it was silly and i probably can't give it like a super high score or anything but it was just fun and dumb and like I think the fact that it's not an original premise is kind yeah. of it kind of holds it back. They did the, a good job with the premise, mm. but it's not something that like no. I'm sure that this came out of the imagination of a bunch of film nerds sitting around like talking about you know mm. movies they like and like making up fan fiction essentially yeah, for yeah. it. And they were like they're in Louisiana for the summer and they they could use a college campus for some shots and they were like, well, what are we going to do? <laughs> I can totally imagine that happening. But, I mean, at the same time, you said to me, oh, this is exactly what I wanted this afternoon. Mm. It kind of is. Like mm. it's just kind of it's that time of year where there's, we're still waiting on Thor Ragnarok and Star Wars and all the good things to come. By the way, we're doing a live episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also don't really want to deal with anything heavy because we watched Blade Runner last week. Mm. And um, I don't know. It was just like nice. And if it's it came a spooky on- time of year. Yeah, that's right. You want Friday to see the something- 13th last week and it's Halloween in a couple of weeks. And you want to see something that's a horror but that's not too like – Intense. challenging <laughs> no that's right yeah as far as horror goes this is a non-challenging horror it's the kind of thing where like if you saw it come on tv you would totally sit and watch it just because it was silly and fun yeah exactly it'll be a great you know great TV movie, movie later a great movie to put on like at a party at a halloween party yeah and it's a good um like uh, i don't want to say f- it's not really a good feminist film but it's a good film that doesn't it, non-sexist i suppose yeah, like it's not you know, it comes it doesn't, out well in the wash on that front. Yeah. Could have more intersectionality um, yeah. and a little less generalization, but it's not like in your face sexism that a lot of horror movies can no. fall into. No, and no, like nobody, yeah, um, nobody gets punished for having sex. Yes, that is a, well, you could kind of argue that she does, she kinda but not does, really. But yeah. She doesn't really get punished, though, for sleeping with her teacher. That's just like a part of her life that she kind of mm. moves on from. I think it's more punishing her for being awful to everybody all yeah, the time, yeah. which she is. She's awful to everybody. Which is fine. It's fine to get punished for that. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. But I think it does more kind of punish her for being a jerk. Mm. Um, but yeah, you could kind of argue that it punishes her for having sex, I suppose. Yeah. Although really she gets rewarded with sex. Yeah, she does. So maybe not. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of like it follows as well. Mm which is definitely about punishing teenagers for having sex because it's all about – it's a it's the um, STD horror mm. movie. Yes, of course. And, yeah. I think I'd have to revisit this to see whether or how, how much slut-shaming there is. Yeah, People it, do slut-shame her, but they tend to be not very nice people as and we, well. And we're sort of like – we're not slut-shaming her. Yeah. Like – 
she does a walk of shame several times, but it's not like. But a couple of times it's fully empowering. Yeah, and there's no, it doesn't sort of. Yeah, the movie certainly doesn't like act as though it's shameful or horrible or anything. In no, fact, I think it, it the subverts fact that, that trope pretty quickly. I think the fact that we're always on her side kind of subverts that trope. Yeah. And also, she never really feels shame for having sex. No, it's more and in about fact, she doesn't even. It's not until like several goes in where he says, "Of course, I didn't have sex with you. You were basically passed out." She's she's like, "Oh, oh, okay." It just means that he's a nicer guy than she thought he was, rather yeah. than that she's. Yeah. It's got anything to do with her. No, no. Because she was – and she was had no problem going home with the guy or, or any of that mm. kind of stuff. And she doesn't isn't bothered – like, she isn't judging herself for doing that. Yeah. Or going home with other guys or dating other guys that she – you know, it's not a it, – she doesn't think that's bad. She's like, that's fine. It, her sorority sisters do it to her. Yes, but her sorority – yeah, but they're and they're both, awful. Both the people who do that to her in her sorority are awful, so. Yeah, exactly. So, I think that's more judging them. Um, mm. it is like that's that's kind of the first moment you that know that Danielle's horrible is because she slut shames her. Yep. Like so that's and I suppose that's the first hint that Laurie's bad as well. Mm. But yeah, I like that we kind of we both went. Oh, it's definitely not Danielle. No, <laughs> she's too, too mean, obvious. Too obvious. It was it was as likely to be Danielle as it was likely to be Mister Meathead, whose name I've forgotten. I don't remember Nick or Tom name. or something. No, Nick was the guy, um, disco guy. Right. Yes, of course. <laughs> um. Whatever his name was, he wasn't um, – it was as, about as likely to be Daniel as it was to be him. Yeah. Um, no, Nick was definitely disco guy. Right, right. Um, I remember sense. that for some reason, but mm. yeah. It took a while before we heard Laurie's name, but I think also we don't see Laurie for a big chunk of the middle of the movie yeah. and she's mm-hmm. so set up at the beginning and I was like, I think it's her. We haven't seen her in all. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's easy to figure out, but it's fun. Yeah. Fun. I liked it. How long have we got? Oh, we've gone about 33 minutes. I was just sorry. Oh, we should probably also mention the only person that we recognized in the credits for this was Bear McCreary. Yeah, he did did the the music. music. (laughs) Who was the Battlestar Galactica. Composer, yeah. Composer. Among other Um, things, yeah. Among other shows, but yeah. I did actually notice that I enjoyed the music, so. Mm. Well, there was, um, (laughs) it used like modern pop songs that I hadn't heard of, but I imagine if you're a college student, you probably had. Uh, there was a Demi was Lovato song. Yeah, like a Demi Lovato song. Yeah, like a Demi Lovato song. I don't, well, I the very last song was um, Sing You a Demi Lovato song, but I recognize. Who the that last is. song, though, there was a standard in there right at the end. Mm, I, haven't, I haven't looked through the music. Um, no, because it was the song that as they were zooming out of the mm. um, diner at the end was a standard. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, I don't remember what the song was, but it was like a like an old jazz song or something mm. like that. Um, and then the cute credits happened. They were fun. They were very cute, like little birthday card party stuff. <laughs> yes, with people with, with their heads coming yeah, off. It was, it was great. Amazed. I loved it. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I feel like the people who made this were having fun as mm, well. I do. I agree. Um, and the people who like the actors in it did a good job. Mm. Um, yeah, it it certainly looks like everyone was um committed and want like were like they they all thought the premise was funny and were into it. Yeah, and got into it, doing it really well. Especially our lead, who had to do some crazy, like, faces at, at certain times. She, she's such a good horror lead because she can mm. scream really well, but she also does all the faces and she's tough. And, mm. I mean, she just did a great job. She really yep. did. She's definitely a breakout star of this movie. Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting to me to see if she can jump to anything else other than yeah. horror because she's great for horror, <laughs> like, really great for horror. But, um, yeah, I want to see what else mm. she's can do i mean apparently she was in la la land i don't i don't remember, well, I her, don't in remember la la her in la la land maybe she was one of the three non-singing dancing mm. roommates that emma stone had maybe although they may have all been 
women of color or a couple were right yeah because they were like the only women of color in the movie yeah if i remember correctly which i probably don't because god i didn't like that movie (laughs) i have not revisited it had no desire to the character the character name was alexis so i'm assuming one of the roommates but i couldn't tell you it's not a movie that uh, exactly had an ensemble cast. It was no, basically, I, oh, no. she is one of the roommates. That's right. right. It's definitely not an ensemble movie. No. It's Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, and three seconds of J.K. Simmons. That's the cast. <laughs> and what's his name at the end? Who oh, no, John marries? Legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look. She was the one in the green dress. Yeah, right. Yep, yep. I, th- I feel like at that time I was like, oh, yeah, she looks like Diane Agron from Glee because she really does. <laughs> Yeah, I can. I I see it now that you pointed it uh-huh. out. To me, it's still Blake Lively. I think it's because she's got like slightly droopy eyes mm. that that reminds me of Blake Lively and like similar face shapes. Okay, but, yeah, I sort of understand that. Um, but I see Diane Agron now that you said it. Mm. Yeah, no, she doesn't look like Blake Lively to me. But I mean, I know what Blake Lively looks like, but I don't. Yeah, don't think this this girl doesn't remind me of her. Okay, I saw Blake Lively on. Um, she did a dance off. She has like a long filtrum as well. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, she did a dance off with um Jimmy Fallon. I oh, watched right. that last night. Maybe that's why I was thinking of her. Mm. Not the point. No. Shall we give this a rating? Sure. Um, I'm struggling with this because I want to say three stars because that's about what it's worth. But then I remember that I gave three stars to fucking Blade Runner last week. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I know you didn't. But um, <laughs> so I'm gonna give it three stars. But it's like there's Blade Runner three stars and there's also like these three stars. I don't know. I think it was better than that. I had a lot more fun than that. I think normally I'd give it three and a half stars, but for this I'm going to give it four stars to balance yours out and right. go higher. Well, average it. Average, <laughs> average, average result. So that the, three so and a half the average stars. is out at three and a half. I so know. I'm going to go four. Uh, sometimes <laughs> it's just tough to actually grade something. because It you- is because this is definitely like I feel like this deserves a pretty good score, mm. like better than passing kind of score because it's fun. Mm. Um, but it isn't original. No, and it's not. Yeah, that's right. And it's not like. It's not groundbreaking. Although, it's not yeah. trying anything massively new, but it's no, a lot of it fun. fun. Mm. And it made us laugh a lot and enjoy ourselves. It did. It did. Um, yes. So I guess I'll wrap up. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to find uh, show notes or old episodes or when we have organized them details for our Star Wars live screening, you can do that on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of Happy Death Day. Oh, if I ever get to the reviews. Um you can look at her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you want to find us on social media, uh, we are at screen underscore queens on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.